welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? How are you doing? I hope this sound reaches you in an okay capacity. I'm recording from my new abode. I am recording from my new home. I moved flats on Friday, as some of you may have noticed. Thank you to everybody, by the way, um, for listening to the podcast, of course, first and foremost. Secondly, excuse me, thank you to everybody who is subscribed to the Patreon. I'm really back in a big way on the Patreon ting, as it were, uh, with lots of additional material and content coming there every week. So if you're interested, please subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. But thirdly, uh, I'm very, very appreciative and thankful to all of you who reached out on Friday. I put up a post on Instagram at Megan Mark to ask about household stuff like lamps, desks and everything. And I got some really great suggestions as to where to buy them in Dublin. So thank you all for reaching out. Um, didn't take any of your suggestions seriously. They were dog shit. They were complete and utter dog shit. One guy, uh, Kean Morris, you probably listened to the show. Thank you very much, Kean, by the way. Incredibly kind. He offered me a whole couch. Like, that's insane. I hope, I was putting it up to like genuinely look for people's advice. I didn't want it to be like, Please give me things, but um, yeah, subscribe to the Patreon and please give me things. Anyway, how are you doing? It's quite weird recording this in a new room because like for the last year, uh, oh, you've only done like three, I know. But for the last year, I've been, uh, I was sort of in a different room and yeah, it feels weird in this space. Nevertheless, we'll continue. I'm doing good otherwise. Went for a swim last night in Seapoint, woke up this morning and there were E. coli uh, warnings. So that's just looking forward to a nice sleepless night of anxiety and farts. So good stuff. Anyway, let's get into it, shall we? Like most people, well, certainly like most Irish people my age, I got into this, I got into a serious relationship, right? Recently, I got into a serious relationship with the sole purpose of one day being able to pay slightly less rent. I know it's the same for loads of you. Forget the love. Forget the whole happiness type of... That's all irrelevant. They are miscellaneous additional accoutrements that may come with sort of a relationship. Ultimately, though, we're purely getting into a relationship to prove ourselves to our friends and family that we are sort of like them and also to pay slightly less rent on a squalid, swampy shithole in the suburbs of Dublin. In Dublin, we deal in depressive realities, and one of those is that the idea of living by yourself is next to fucking impossible. But that's what we have to do. And you do. I mean, okay, to be honest, I would recommend it. I would encourage anybody in a relationship to sort of break bed and shack up with their other half. You learn an awful lot by living with somebody. You really do. I mean, we've only been in this apartment together for a week, and I've already learned a huge, a huge amount um, for instance, apparently I'm fat and lazy and a good for no, no, do you know what I mean? And Mrs. Rose has opinions as well, but no, I've learned a lot. Apparently if you haven't used it, living with somebody, sorry, is actually extraordinarily hard. Can I just cut the shit for a second? Living with somebody who you're supposed to be in a relationship with is incredibly hard. I've only been doing this for a wet week and already it's just incredibly difficult. It's incredibly difficult. Where do you want me to start, right? 
Let's talk about how I want to ask you if you are in a loving relationship, okay? How do you keep the spark, like, how do you keep the flames burning or whatever the terminology is? How do you keep the love alive? How can you be romantic with somebody? Right? How can you still be romantic with somebody when you've just watched them spend 11 minutes on the floor with a builder's arse crack trying to reach a cashew nut that fell on the ground and then got kicked under the couch? Do you know what I mean? There's no smoke and mysterious, mysterious mirrors anymore. I've just watched this person laugh out loud because they did a fart that sounded like a meow. That's not exactly an aphrodisiac. Well, do you know what I mean? Romantic encounters with your partner once you move in together just aren't quite the same. It's sort of like the equivalent of when you're a child and that you discover Santa isn't actually real and it's just your parents giving you the gifts gifts each year. I think that's actually a good point. Like, life is still good, but it's just not quite the same. You're still getting the presents, so it shouldn't actually feel any difference. A A sack is still being emptied. No, a sack is still being emptied. But the exchange is just much more functional and purpose-driven rather than the sort of fantastical event in the dark of night that it used to be. It's true, though. When you've just seen somebody, by the way, when you've just seen somebody struggle for about five minutes trying to stuff an empty Twix wrapper down the side of the couch instead of literally walking over to the bin, it's very fucking hard to look at them the same. Also, you're doing this in your own house, Mrs. Roast. It's like vandalising your own car or shaving off your own eyebrows. You are the person who will suffer from these deeds. Now look, obviously I'm taking a sort of tongue-in-cheek approach to this and we aren't actually having a miserable time, okay? You know, it is fine. It is fun. It is a new experience for the two of us. And look, yes, there are things that we argue about. I'm sure it's the same in every household. I mean, I know, for instance, with us, one of the most common things that seems to cause friction is pissing on the seat, you know? leaving piss on the seat. It causes consternation almost every day. But at the same time, with the right amount of training and focus, I know she will get better. She absolutely will. I know she has it in her. Or at least she'll graduate from, you know, the kitchen chairs up into the toilet. Honestly, I think she'll be fine. Pissing on the seat though, Jesus Christ, the arguments it causes. It's absolutely insane. But no, things are going fine. Things are actually going fine. I do find it interesting when you live with somebody, how, you know, take Mrs. Rose, for for instance. She would be what you consider a feminist, which is obviously the correct way to be. She is a total egalitarian to the nth degree. From the suffragettes to Greta Thunberg, she is incredibly progressive and rightfully so. And, you know, Females first and all the rest and restore balance. Well, not to restore balance, but let's get some balance in the world with regards to dismantling the patriarchy and all of that, right? And I agree with her. However, every single morsel of desired equality seems to go out the window when it comes to discussing whose turn it is to bring the fucking bins out on a Tuesday morning. Do you know what I mean? All of a sudden then, that's a man's job. No, 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 that's a man's job. She's not talking about the suffragettes when it comes to delegating the role of plucking wet food out of the, like, the horrible part of the centre of the sink. Again, then it's a man's job. Do you know what I mean? 
It's very... When... What are the woman's jobs, dare I ask? Oh, controversial. Not controversial at all. Not remotely controversial. And by the way, as I record this, I'm currently hearing... I can actually hear Mrs. Roast angrily stack the dishwasher. If you knew that, you know that sound. There is nothing that sort of burns the eardrums quite like somebody passive-aggressively, forward slash just aggressively, stacking the dishwasher. And do you know why? Do you know why? Because I did a fart earlier on. 98% of our arguments, I say, revolve around flatulence. And I swear to God, she is like the farting fucking Gestapo. I'm in my room and I'm like, tie my lace. Any noise, any noise that isn't sort of immediately recognised as a human voice. Did you fart? Did you fart? She could be like going for a run on the end of Dunleary Pier and I'd swear to God a little thing would just retina like a red thing would just beep out of her arm. Did you fart? fart? Absolute madness. The hearing on her. She doesn't hear me by the way when I'm asking for her to revolute me to pay me back for that water that I got her in Centra. But fuck me, she's got better hearing than an owl or a bat. What animal actually has good hearing whenever I fart? Good God. To the extent, by the way, to the extent that on the first night we slept in the new apartment, right? Apparently I was farting during the night in my sleep, okay? In my sleep, so I can't help myself. It's got nothing to do with me. It's not like a conscious decision to fucking fart, okay? However, apparently I was farting in my sleep to the extent that Mrs. Roast woke me up, right? And then in order to get the, apparently, by the way, gut-wrenching stench... I had to get rid rid of that. I had to open the window and stick my literal ass out of the window like some sort of Victorian prostitute who has to shit out into the streets below. The middle of the fucking night. It's like 2am. I felt like I was 2am. I felt like I was living in a nursery rhyme with my literal bare, pale, white arse sticking out into the street at the passers-by, albeit 2am. They've got bigger questions to answer themselves. Meow. Listen, this isn't just a podcast, of course, about farts and trivial sexual encounters with your partner. That's boring and jaded. I'm not going to bother boring you with the mundanity of that, okay? I'm not going to talk to you about those ridiculous arguments we're having. The ones about, I don't know, fucking what, like books. The books is a huge one these days. Have you noticed? Oh, see, we're at the age now, well I am certainly, where I'm, I'm 26. I'm late 20s. The books you have in your house says a lot about you. So people want them on display. And of course most of my books are big leather bound original versions. You know, Yeats, Hemingway, F. Scott Fitzgerald. I want the world to see that. And of course Mrs. Roast brings her, has her books as well. She brought all of her books with her into the new place. You know, Busy at Maths 5, stuff like that. You know, the half read collection of a series of unfortunate events. But we're not talking about that series of unfortunate events, those trivial little arguments. We're not. We're not talking about the fact that she thinks I'm fucking Paul Potts for occasionally eating a product by Nestle, but she's more than happy to spend 52 euro on a cream, by the way, that has been milked from the foot of a Himalayan toddler. We're not talking about that sort of stuff. There are bigger issues at hand when you move in with your partner, lover, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you. Do you know what one of them is? 
The interior design. Yeah. The interior design of a place. It's such a huge thing. And when obviously you live with somebody, there has to be a sort of collaborative affair going on. You cannot just have the place like you would. For instance, I'm in my late 20s. I'm 30. I'm in my late 20s. And I can't do the sort of standard bloke in his 20s where he has the bedroom with sort of a badly painted portrait of a now deceased rapper, you know? Or like a fucking photo of some miscellaneous Italian footballer from the early 90s who now works in a subway. I can't have that. And of course, she can't have the same for a female. She can't just have the standard female uh, bedroom, you know, the the girl in the mid-twenties with a few collages of her and the girls, you know. She can't have that. She can't have the live, laugh, love sign. She cannot have inexplicable fucking fairy lights sellotaped around a window. She can't, or a little mirror. She can't have that. It's not fucking Lizzie McGuire, by the way. It's not the Disney Channel. It's real life. So, of course, we consult an interior designer. And, by the way, when I say, of course, we consult an interior designer, we, of course, did not consult an interior designer, but for the purpose of this joke or series of thoughts about interior designers, I need to make it seem that way. Because it works within the narrative. Interior designers, for me, much like comedians, they all seem to have a hidden backstory. Do you ever get that? They all see, nobody ever seems to have just become an interior designer. It's always like, oh yeah, she set up up a restaurant in Barcelona in 2005, but then got addicted to heroin. So she had to move back to Ireland and now she's an interior designer. Do you know what I mean? Nobody ever just became an interior designer. I feel like it's an industry just riddled with spoofers. It's riddled with absolute spoofers in codology. It's, it's like, it's like marketing. I think marketing is a good example because I think marketing, there's such a spectrum of the type of people that work in marketing. On one end, you've got these ridiculously insightful human beings who are insanely observant and understand the sort of psychology of selling and what attracts people to things and buying products and all the rest of that and behavior. They understand that. And then you've got people who literally went into marketing in university just to be, just to be included on a fucking ski trip. Do you know what I mean? Imagine going and getting yourself an undergraduate college degree just to be able to go on one ski trip. Interior design. No, but you know what I mean? Anyway, we get the place. And again, for the purpose of this joke, I have to create now a fake friend of my my girlfriend. Her friend, Kira. Kira, ha. Kira. Yeah, get Kira involved, apparently, in this, in this place. Yeah, we should get Kira around. I was like, why? Well, because she's really into interior design. What do you mean? Uh, well, she's got like an Instagram, excuse me? Yeah, she's got like an Instagram for interior, nope, absolutely not. What do you mean? She has an interior, she has an Instagram page for her interior design. Cool, is this a collection of images of her work? Well, no, like it's just sort of like places that she likes. Sorry? So this girl, okay, has got an Instagram page where all she does is share pictures of places that she thinks look good, generally speaking, five-star hotels, And now as a result, you want to consult her and probably pay her to come in and look at our room and say, do you know what? It all looks really great, but I think you guys could really go for something a bit funky. Funky? Get the fuck out. Get out of my house right now. Get anybody that says the word funky sincerely, by the way, is either a closet middle-aged man trying to surreptitiously hang around with teenagers or somebody who has moved to Galway. Honest to God, the word funky... Also, what even is funky? And if it's some neon sign above my bed saying like, I fell in love here or dance in the rain, you can honestly get the hell out of my house. 
Every single hotel in Ireland these days has those fucking neon signs. They're not artistic. They're not interesting. And for the love of God, please don't say something Irish in them. Please don't have a neon sign that says, Asher, it'll be grand. Or, feck it, it's only rain. Because I swear to God, it'll make me go insane. Interior designers. Every interior designer has a really dark backstory that they're trying to escape. And that's literally a fact. If only the interior designers cared more about the design of their own interior. Am I right? No, you're wrong. Don't play the music. Don't play the music. You're wrong. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday Rose. Really appreciate it, guys. Oh, damn, I really need to clear my throat, but I feel like it's going to be super loud if I do it into the microphone. One sec. <coughs> so much better. Actually, that's worse. Damn, it's still there. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I feel like this could be the beginning of like a reoccurring theme, considering that it's sort of like a new, new horizon as far as living uh, with my partner is concerned. Or maybe it won't be. I am consistent. If there's one thing you'll give me, it's that. Anyway, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Actually, also, could you do me a huge favour? Could you please leave a review for the podcast? If you've left one before, thank you so much. Please leave another one. Uh, if you haven't, please just go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to the show and uh, leave a little... Yeah, I think it's literally just iTunes, actually. They don't do reviews on Spotify. Or do they? Anyway, please review the podcast. Leave a nice comment if you can. And yeah, I would really appreciate it. I hope you have a good week. It's the bank holiday, so I don't know. Do whatever you do on bank holidays. All the best. Bye bye.